With your latest news, I'm April Cummings. Premier the Honorable Wayne Panton says multiple efforts to get the banks in the Cayman Islands to slow the implementation of interest rate hikes have not worked to date. The Premier expressed his disappointment, but also says he expects continued dialogue with government to determine how best to alleviate the impact of further rate increases. Radio Cayman's Dion Anglin has more. The Premier notes that while local banks have historically immediately increased interest rates in tandem with rate hikes by the U.S. Federal Reserve, Reserve, the Fed, which sets the prime or base interest rate for borrowing, there is no reason why this must be the case. Mr. Panton says banks in our fellow British Overseas Territory of Bermuda do not automatically increase their prime rate in tandem with U.S. Federal Reserve increases. The Premier has met and corresponded with the Cayman Islands Bankers Association twice over the past year to ask that the local retail banks implement delays in rate increases as well as other measures to mitigate the impact on both home owners and businesses. Last June, he met the banks and asked them to consider adding a longer notice period before increasing interest rates to give people more time to adapt, to plan, and adjust their monthly budgets. With the exception of one, the banks said no. The Premier wrote again this month, and the banks once again, he says, collectively refused to consider this, quote, simple mitigation measure. Expressing disappointment, he is calling for continued dialogue because something must be done to prevent Caymanian homeowners from losing their property due to rapidly increasing interest rates. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Dion Anglin. Members of Parliament head back to the House in less than two weeks. The Parliament Office says the fourth meeting of the 2022-2023 session of Parliament will commence at 10 a.m. on Wednesday, the 7th of June. The COVID-19 pandemic is not over. Vaccination and good hygiene continue to be the message as public health issues its April health spotlight. According to surveillance data, there was a drop in the number of hospital admissions from 21 in March to eight new admissions in April. One COVID death was reported for the month. Recently, the World Health Organization declared the COVID-19 pandemic quote, no longer regarded a public health emergency of international concern. It is important that the WHO message is not misunderstood to mean that there is no longer any risk from this disease. The WHO gave the important warning that the SARS-CoV-2 virus has been and will continue circulating widely and evolving. COVID-19 vaccines and boosters, along with a better understanding of the virus and how it is transmitted, have only allowed us to move out of the emergency phase. Chief Medical Officer Nick Gent says the country also faces the re-emergence of other respiratory infections, such as the flu. Hotel Indigo Grand Cayman opens for business in the second quarter of 2024. The progress that the team is making for Hotel Indigo is tremendous. As we have done with some of our other recent developments, we are building to lead standards. This ensures that we have high-performance buildings that have less of an impact on the environment. On that note, DART Executive Vice President Development Gary Gibbs says a new tool has been incorporated into the project. Hotel Indigo will be the first facility in Cayman to use a geothermal ice storage combination, and it features insulated glazing throughout to reduce energy consumption. Hotel Indigo is a 10-story hotel just south of the Kimpton Seafire Resort and Spa. It will feature 282 guest rooms and a 6,700-square-foot ballroom. Be prepared for some road closures and diversions during Saturday's Global March for Jesus. While the march doesn't start until 3, people will be setting up around 2 p.m. So police are closing West Bay Road between Lime Tree Bay Avenue and the Seven Mile Beach Roundabout starting at 2 p.m. Police say access to public beach along with businesses and residences in the area will be permitted. When the march begins at 3, it will head south along West Bay Road, down North Church Street, ending at Albert Panton Street. Police and traffic control will close junctions ahead of the 
the parade until it passes and then reopen them to traffic. So kind of a rotating series of closures and reopenings. Albert Panton Street will then be closed between Fort Street and Cardinal Avenue for the gospel concert, which concludes at 9 p.m. The Botanic Park gives a very special orchid to the governor. The Queen Elizabeth II Botanic Park has worked with Dr. Martin Motes, an internationally acknowledged orchid breeder, to create a new hybrid to represent the Cayman Islands and the Platinum Jubilee. Park Director John Lowris tells Radio Cayman the orchid is officially named in honor of Her Late Majesty's Platinum Jubilee and is a cross-section between a Cayman Brac species and a hybrid of the Grand Cayman Belize flower. The new hybrid has strong connections to the national flower of the Cayman Islands, and actually one of its parents is our native flower itself. That's the wild banana orchid. The orchid has now been registered with the Royal Horticultural Society and will eventually be on display at the Botanic Park and at other locations around the island. Competitors race to turn mystery ingredients into extraordinary meals. It's a culinary challenge young Caymanian chef Jordy Rankin says he is ready for as he gears up to compete in the upcoming America reality-based cooking TV game show series, Chopped. Radio Cayman's Shanda Gallego chops it up with the young chef to find out more about the culinary battle. Jordy, first off, how excited are you for this opportunity? I'm super excited for this opportunity. I just want to start out and say that being on Chopped not only gave me a chance to tell some of my unique story, but it also gave me a chance to tell myself that I'm more than capable of doing way beyond the status quo. I'm sure many young Caymanians can relate to the feelings of being stuck, can relate to being hopeless and without an exit strategy. So for me, being on the show was more like a checkpoint. It was a mark and a journey that I'm taking, and I hope that more people out there can look at the tiny moment in my life story for inspiration. Okay, and I have to ask, how did it even come about? I was actually scouted and casted as part of a chopped casting process. So that was even more of an amazing sign that I'm at least on the right path in my career. How long have you been in the culinary industry? I started cooking about, I want to say around 15 to 16 years old. So about 15 years in the industry. I started out doing a certificates program uh, at UCCI in Cayman. I worked for a few places in Grand Cayman and came back along the way. Did my bachelor's in food service management in Miami, Florida at Johnson Mills University. And I've been all over the place in the world of food since then. And what is it that you enjoy about it the most? What brings you joy? The main thing I enjoy about the culinary industry is the people. Every opportunity I get to cook puts me in the presence of so many walks of life. Even if I've never gotten to explore the world geographically, I've been able to do it through the people I meet and the experiences that they give me. And when it comes to Chopped, what are you looking forward to the most out of this experience? I've already gotten exactly what I wanted from being a part of Food Network's Chopped. I went out beyond my comfort zone. I gave the world another reason to be happy. And I put Cayman on the map, showcasing how beautiful we are as a people. I've already made so many people proud. And most importantly, I made myself proud. Jordy, thank you so much for your time. Congrats and all the best. You can find out more about Jordy at takeashef.com. The National Arts and Culture Awards turned into a good old-fashioned kitchen dance as Swanky Kitchen Band closed out a night of recognition for those who work in the artistic and cultural heritage space. The Honorable Bernie Bush. As the Minister for Culture and Heritage, I'm excited to be here as we recognize our cultural artists. Award ceremonies such as NACA are important to our community because too often our cultural artists and their work can be overlooked and sadly even discounted. But NACA gives us an opportunity to highlight and appreciate 
these artists for their hard work. NACA, the National Arts and Culture Awards, are given to those who have made a significant contribution to arts and culture or who have achieved a high-quality body of creative work. This year, the Visionary Award recognized the work of Swanky Kitchen Band, who you heard a little earlier there stealing the show. Here's band member Samuel Rose. 20 years ago, when we began this journey, we were unified by a simple goal of keeping something uniquely Caymanian alive. Little did we know that we would awaken the soul of the Caymanian people, a soul that has been yearning to reclaim its identity. Kitchen band music is the beating heart of what it means to be Caymanian. It is indigenous, it is endemic, and it is critically endangered. And that is your latest local news. From Radio Cayman's Newsroom, I'm April Cummings.